Hey everybody, thanks for staying with us into our guest segment here on the Common Sense Show. And if you're listening to me on uh, Red State Talk Radio and its affiliates and Global Star Radio Network, you will hear me say guest segment. Well, that's your primary segment. We also syndicate through KYH Radio, and it goes a whole lot of different places, and we do intros on those ones. So if you don't get confused by the language here. So we are officially in our guest segment. My name is Dave Hodges. This is the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We have just two sponsors for this segment. One is our storable food company. And let me tell you, with what's coming, folks, you need to separate from mainstream as much as possible. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, and tools. And the medicine comes in the form of natural health care. And we'll get to that in just a second. But storable food is where we can help you. The best is out there, and we have great sales prices right now. Restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. And I mentioned medicine in my list of preps. Well, actually, it's natural health care. Because, you know, first of all, I don't like pharmaceuticals. I try to stay away from them as much as possible. But secondly, uh, you're not going to be able to stockpile these for long term if you're on a chronic condition, have a situation you need to deal with you're only going to be able to go through natural health care. So that really kind of encapsulates our second sponsor, Health Masters. And uh, we've had a business relationship with Health Masters for years and years and years. And Ted Brower, Dr. Ted Brower, is one of my good friends in this business. And uh, I have been the beneficiary of many of the Health Masters products. In fact, Ted has actually named a protocol after me, the Joint Protocol. He has one named after our friend Doug Hagman. <laughs> so uh, let's put it this way. Those of us who understand how Big Pharma works, we turn to Health Masters for a reason. Go to healthmasters.com. And the coupon code is COMMON5 for 5% off. And now those ads, too, are also on our website at thecommonsenshow.com. And speaking of Health Masters, we've got the Health Master himself. Dr. Ted Brower is here to join us, and we're going to talk about a lot of issues. And some of you, our last interview we did, oh, it went viral, and I have a suspicion this one will too. Ted, welcome to the show. I'm really glad you could join us. Uh, Dave, thanks so much. And if you missed the last interview I did with Dave, you guys need to go ahead and pull that up in the archives because I've had people all over the planet contact me about that one. And I really don't know what we did that's much different than we normally do. <laughs> I guess every once in a while, you know, a message will resonate. Oh, I don't know, and, Ted. You know what we have to... <laughs> when I got off the air that day, I told my wife and son, we were having breakfast, and I said, Ted was on fire. And boy, was that ever true. Well, yeah, but on fire. But the, the, the thing about it is here, guys, is this. We got a mess. I mean, you know, we got America, got cities burning, rioting. I mean, in Atlanta here last couple of nights, I believe it was last night, another man was shot. He was sleeping in a car, you know, at a drive-in restaurant. You know, he wasn't blocking anybody. They had to go around him, and the cops came, and they tasered him, and then he ran away. And as he was running away, they shot him three times and killed him. And, you know, this isn't helping anything. It's not – police officers, listen to me. You can't shoot people when they're running away from you. It's, it's not okay. I mean, you don't, your life's not at risk. They're, they're not doing anything. I mean, if anything, go chase them down. You said he was drunk, so he can't be running very fast. Just don't pull out your service revolver and just start plugging people in the back. It's, it's not okay. And, and the problem is we have this militarized police force now in the United States. A lot of, a lot of them have actually got Mossad training as far as special forces training and different types of chokeholds and down, takedown maneuvers, et cetera. Yeah. 
and, and you know we know how vicious these types of you know programs could be as far as the training and so we don't need a militarized police state because what's going to end up happening if we're not careful and they're trying to do this right now in all of the major cities that are democratically controlled and that's they're trying to either limit or disband their police forces and if that happens we're gonna have the brown shirts come in you know, we have a group of thugs going to be controlled nationally. They're going to be, you know, basically going into all these different cities. And you don't we, want that. This is what Hitler did. We already have them. It's called Antifa. That's true. But, but well, that's true. But I'm talking about something that'll be sponsored through the government. Of course, if, if Trump doesn't win the election or whatever, we're going to talk about that in depth today. You know, we'll have that through the Democratic Party anyhow. And Antifa, you know, and Trump told us a few weeks ago that he was going to, to you know, make Antifa a terrorist organization. He hasn't done that. You know, when he, he basically they were talking about churches being critical infrastructure and allowed to go back to church, and and he was an issue. You know, you know, I guess an executive order on that. He hasn't done that. I mean, he hasn't issued an executive order. I, mean, I have pastor friends all over the country that are basically insolvent now, going out of business, having to close their churches because they're having to keep, you know, 25% of the church full, and they can only allow, you know, a certain amount of people to social distancing, and then people have to register before they come there for contact tracing, and people are just refusing to go. So then they're also refusing to give money. Now, where are all these draconian laws coming from? Well, it's because Donald Trump has not issued an executive order, to the best of my knowledge, that's saying that the, you know we don't have to have contract tracing and we don't have to have social distancing and we don't have to regulate how many people go to church. And we certainly don't have to have government snitches. Now, they're saying they're going to have government snitches now. They're going to attend the churches and turn the pastors in. Of course, they're all part of this 5013C corporation, which they got themselves dragged into back in the 50s. Always remember, Planned Parenthood is also a 5013C corporation. I mean, you have to be there for the public good, where you have government regulation. And this is one of the big problems when you have, you know, Chuck Ball has talked about this in depth as far as this. So we've got a systemic failure in the United States because what we did, Dave, people are always saying capitalism is better than communism because Ronald Reagan took down the Soviet Union. And Ronald Reagan basically outspent the Soviet Union in weapons production. They could no longer support their satellite states. They stopped supporting their satellite states. The whole Soviet Union started to crumble and fall apart. Satellite states started leaving, and pretty soon it was just Russia and everybody else were independent again. And see, this is what happened with the Soviet Union because they could not continue to support this vast empire they created because of Winston Churchill because of Truman, because of Roosevelt, because of Stalin, and what they had done with the Malta Treaty and all the different things they did prior and after World War II. And so in fact, the question is always funny to me. Why in the world did the United States and Great Britain agree to give half of Europe to the communists after the war? But of course, that's the topic for another conversation, though I could go into depth with that. But well, we have to I got a one-sentence answer. Because they had to have an imaginary enemy to concoct the military-industrial complex uh, extravagant expenditures. That's why. Well, and there were a few other reasons, too. If we're going to go there, let's go there for a second. They were all Masonic leaders. They were all like 33-degree Masons. And they basically had an overlying agenda for what they wanted to do, and that was to create a new world order to bring in a third temple to bring in the Antichrist. In addition to that... You know, we had to get rid of the Christian influence in Eastern Russia and or Western part of the Eastern Europe, and they brought in the in the Greek Orthodox Church and all different you know Orthodox churches in Europe. And when Russia came in, the Russian Orthodox Church, and when they came in, they basically arrested 50,000 pastors and pretty much killed them all. Most of them were disappeared. They killed up to fifty to sixty million people after the Russian Revolution with Stalin and with Lenin, and most of them were Christians. They burned churches with the Christians in them. They burned churches with the pastors and the church people in them, and they basically took control. Within 10 years after Russia basically fell to the communists by the late 20s, 
uh, Russia, basically the church finally came out, the Russian Orthodox Church, and said that the, the government of Russia, the communist government, controlled the churches, period. They had to stop the slaughter, so they capitulated. So when Russia came in and then wanted to have all of Eastern Europe after the war, the overall goal here is to eliminate Christianity and eliminate Western civilization. See, Western civilization has had its goods and its bads, but overall it's been pretty good as far as world progress. Now, we've done some stupid things like slavery, et cetera, which basically didn't help anybody with anything, especially here 400 years later. But the reality is this. You know, Western civilization was based on, you know, Christian principles. I mean, we had, you know, we had the old church leaders in the New Testament basically built Christianity into the Western model. And it prospered because people were morally good and following the Bible and realizing that they were under the guidance of an all-seeing God who knew what you were doing, whether he saw you, saw you, he, whether anybody else saw you do it or not. You knew that God was aware of what you were doing. And this Christian model you know, worked for thousands of years as far as people trying to be morally good. Now, there are always people that are outliers, don't do good no matter what. I got that. There are always bad people, even among good people. But back in the 40s and the 50s, the United States was primarily a Christian nation. I remember in the 50s, Dave, you could leave your doors open. You could leave your garage door open. You could still leave something. Nobody stole stuff. Nobody, and the neighborhoods policed themselves. And so we needed very little law enforcement. So we had really relaxed cops. They weren't running around in full military gear because people were morally good because they were pretty much following what the Bible said. They prayed together. You know, divorce was virtually unheard of. You have fathers and mothers work together to raise children. And, and what ended up happening, the Frankfurt School came in in the 20s into Germany to find out why nationalism or why nationalism had taken over Germany and had not allowed communism to go into Germany. And then it was shifted in 1933 when, when Samuel, Meyer, Samuel, Samuel Untermeyer basically declared on WABC you know, war against Germany. And this group in 1933 left and went to Columbia University and started infiltrating the United States colleges and campuses to bring in this, this what you would call, it's, it's basically anti-nationalism, socialism, communism is what it is. And they infiltrated the units and the family structure. They brought all this filth into Hollywood. They brought us Playboy magazine. They brought us Gloria Steinem. They brought us all of this stuff to basically cause degeneration among the nuclear family and nationalism in the United States to break the country apart because we were a cohesive unit, especially after World War II when we had defeated the Nazis. The United States was walking tall on the world stage, and everybody admired the United States. But then what ended up happening is little by little, then we had the 60s and Timothy Leary and the LSD and all the other stuff, Laurel Canyon, all the other mess happened. And we started breaking down the fabric of our society. We started having promiscuity. We started having orgies. We started having all of this stuff that we and our parents would have never, ever allowed, but we broke down the very fabric of our society took prayer out of schools in the 60s. We allowed open abortion in the 70s. And now, you know, 60 years later, 50 years later, you know, with all this abortion, did you think God wasn't going to notice that all these children being sacrificed to Baal and Moloch and Asherah, and we were having all these basically sacrificial offerings of children via abortion to these satanic clinics? This is exactly what's happened now. The United States, basically, God has turned his back on us because we've lost our way with him. We brought all of these other cultures into the United States that didn't share the Christian values. 
a lot of these people from South America were raised under a socialist dictatorship or socialist government. They bring their socialism into our country, though they're eating out of trash heaps in their countries, and their countries can't feed themselves. They want to bring their form of government and their type of lifestyle back into the United States, and indirectly they destroy our lifestyle by doing it. We've had unbridled immigration coming in from third world countries that have done this. We've had unbridled immigration coming in from other nations that have different faiths in Christianity, which have destroyed our Christian beliefs and roots. And as Christianity dissipated and disappeared, we had to increase the police presence because we started losing the moral compass that came with Christianity. And as the moral compass left further and further and further away, we've had to increase, 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 increase the military presence of our police in order to maintain law and order. And we see this right now in Minnesota, you know, Minneapolis. I mean, if you think that, you know, George Floyd was the first person that was ever killed by a police officer, you're dreaming. They kill whites and blacks and Hispanics all the time. They just kill them. And the police pretty much don't ever get prosecuted for this because of the police unions. They just move them to another location or they're dismissed from the force, but they're not charged with these crimes in most cases. Now, there are some, there are some instances where they are charged because it makes national news and they can't walk away from it. It's like a teacher's union. A teacher in the United States, if they belong to the teacher's union, no matter what they do short of you know, sexual assault on a minor, they pretty much just get moved to another school. They don't get fired. They, the people, you know, it's just not what happens here it, because they're protected. Same thing with the postal unions. You know, you get these postal people that are absolutely insane. We had one in our office, and you call the local postmaster up, and you try to get him in trouble and try to get his route changed. They refuse to do it. And finally, you got to just pitch a fit and go down there and say, look, I'm not going to have this guy pick up our mail anymore because the guy's a psychopath. And they say, okay, well, they just move him to a different route. They don't fire him. I have, we have that happen with health masters. And so we have this group now that has come in through unbridled immigration, basically, and basically really bad trade deficits with the United States because that does a lot of stuff too as far as changing the economic status of a country. And what we now have is a country basically that's falling apart via the Frankfurt School, being clowered and piven, and we've increased the social welfare systems, and the more we lose Christianity as a base and as a backbone, and then we have the pastors in the pulpit that refuse to tell the truth. They tell anybody they can come to church on an ongoing basis. Nobody has to repent. Nobody has to be changed. Nobody has to be born again. Nobody has to be baptized. They just don't care. Just text a message that you got saved and text a message, and then the lifestyle never changes, and there's no true born-again experience. A lot of these guys, I don't even believe, preach the real Jesus, preach an imposter. They don't preach Christ crucified. They don't talk about the blood of Christ and what God did for us through his son and the blood covenant we have with God Almighty through Jesus. They don't talk about any of that stuff. It's more of a pep rally when you go to church. It's a you know name it, claim it, blab it, grab it fest is what it is. You know, we've got these pastors that have multiple jets. We have pastors that have fleets of jets. And I'm not opposed to a pastor being blessed or even having a plane or whatever. I don't care about that. But you don't need a fleet of jets. You don't need 25 mansions. If you have that kind of money coming in, you need to be supporting other churches and other ministries to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world instead of continuing to increase your own net worth. We got one pastor openly brags of being a multi-billionaire. Billionaire! And you think, what the heck? And he has a fleet of jets. And see, this is the problem that we have run into in the United States. So how in the world could that type of Christian leadership lead a group of Christians into repentance when the primary purpose of their ministry is to teach people how if you give me money, you'll be blessed? None of this stuff makes any sense to me. And so now we have an organization, you know, like Antifa, that you know Donald Trump did say he was going to call them, like I said earlier, a terrorist organization, and that hasn't happened yet because his people who are handling him are going to tell him he's not going to do it. Remember when he was not going to declare this national emergency 
you know, with this thing with coronavirus. Yeah. He said he he said you, you remember you remember I'm gonna I'm gonna loosely quote what he said, and, and it's interesting if you listen to the words that he said. You know, he said the deep state department, a reference to the state department, also heard him say when discussing the actions taken in response to the coronavirus, they came in and told me, sir. You're going to have to shut it down, shut down the economy. Well, my big question is this. Who in the world is they? Who is they? Who is they coming in and telling the president of the United States what he has to do? You know, it's interesting. Uh, years ago, I was watching a show that basically uh, it was called Brad Metzler Decoded, and I talked about it on the show before with you, David. It was, the name of the show was uh, Spirit of, The Spear of Destiny. And you can watch the last five minutes of this, and you'll hear what I'm going to talk about. And there was a guy who basically said he knew where the spear of destiny was, and he was a bodyguard to one of the world elites. And one of the other world elites was meeting with him in a hotel room, and the security staff was down at the bar. And the guy in the bar talking to one of the other security guys says to the guy in the security – oh, by the way, the spear of destiny is the spear that was put in the Jesus' side when he was crucified to make sure he was dead. That's what the spear of destiny was. And it was said – in ancient times, that if you had the spear of destiny before you, that you could never be defeated in battle, and and that was an Austrian, uh, basically a museum, and Hitler stole it from the, uh, took it out of the museum, and then somebody stole it from Hitler. So they're trying to find where the spear of destiny went. So this this one bodyguard is talking to another bodyguard. He goes, "Well, do you know who your boss is?" And he goes, "Well, uh, well yeah, he could walk into the Oval Office with the president anytime he wants without an appointment." Now think about what I just said. He can walk into the Oval Office with the president, into the White House, anytime he wants without an appointment. And he goes – he says, your boss – and then he says, your boss is the guy who stole the Spear of Destiny from Hitler. And the guy goes, really? He goes, yeah. So he is. He says, they consider themselves to be the benign de Nephilim, sons of the fallen. They consider themselves to be the sons of Lucifer himself, and they want to rebuild a third temple, pierce the son of perdition, the Antichrist – you know, cut him, shed his blood, not kill him, but shed his blood on the altar with the spear of destiny and have him walk out on the steps of the third temple and declare himself God. Now, this is what they said on the History Channel with the spear of destiny, Brad Messer Lakota, the guy who just walked into the White House. So now, who are they? Who are the who are the guys that are telling Donald Trump what to do? Who See, when Donald Trump first took office, I want to believe personally that he was trying to do right. I agree with that. Came, yes, I agree. I, yeah, I do. I do. I'm not because I, I mean I had a three by six foot sign in my yard for six months before the election and six months after the election. I have a, a fence there, and I put it up on post behind the fence because I knew some of the neighbors would go berserk if they saw me with a Trump sign. And I put it up high enough where everybody could see. It was like three by six feet. It was huge, and it said "Trump Make America Great Again." Well, "Make America Great Again" is a nationalistic slogan. It's to make America great, make America first. All these things that Trump said people wanted to do because there's enough nationalists like me and you, Dave, that want, to, that want to believe the United States is a great nation. We can become greater again and that we can be saved in the, you know, in the annals of world history. But there are people out there who don't like that who are hardcore socialist communists. So I kept my sign behind my fence. Well, the problem with all of this stuff is I believed with all my heart that he was to do right. But then he started putting all of these members of the CFR in the, in the positions of power, making appointees more than any other president. He, I can give you a list of them if you'd like. And then he started putting people like Gottlieb, you know, you know, head of the FDA, who's a huge vaccine pusher, even though he says he have vaccines 
looked at when he, before he ran for president. He knew all the hot buttons to press. He knew everything we wanted to hear, and he said it to us. Let's, you know, let's balance out the trade with China, which he really did balance out the trade with China, sort of. But we've also got this massively crippling thing now with the economy, with what's happened with China and with China basically you know, fighting this against the world stage, not wanting to lose their deficit you know, thing with us. It's turning into a big disaster. But you know, he did get rid of that big horrible trade deal, but he gave us another trade deal, which is probably equally as bad. And the sad part about all of this is, is that he keeps putting CFR members in. And the CFR is dedicated to a one-world government and the dissolution of, of sovereign states. And and he's got all of these people in from the CFR. So I don't know if he's making these decisions or somebody else is, or if he's just a figurehead. The last president that I know in my lifetime that I can remember who was not a figurehead, who did not do what he was told, was John F. Kennedy. And just to prove a point, they blew his head off on national TV, you know, because he was going against all of these guys. He's going against the drugs coming out of Afghanistan. When's the last time you heard Donald Trump talk about the drugs in Afghanistan and the $1.5 trillion worth of heroin coming out of Afghanistan, fueling the opioid crisis in the opium market globally, the third largest commodity in the world between behind oil, natural gas, the third one's heroin, opium. It's just with the largest, a huge market, $1.5 trillion. We have an opioid crisis in the United States. My own brother-in-law, Sharon's half-brother, died of a heroin overdose six years ago, seven years ago. And so we have a problem in the United States that nobody's bothering to address. Nobody. And it's being run by our CIA, which also ran the stuff that we know in South America and Central America back in the 80s under Reagan with Ali North and all the rest of those guys. I mean, it's all public record now what they did. It never stopped. And we did the same thing in the Cambodian Triangle in Vietnam in the 60s. Kennedy wanted to stop all that. He wanted to shut the drug trade down. He wanted to get rid of the CIA. He wanted to disclose what happened with Roswell. He wanted to get rid of the Federal Reserve Bank. And they proved to him very quickly he wasn't going to make those decisions. So is that where we have with Donald Trump now? Is he another figurehead? Is he an actor on a world stage reading a script? I don't know. I certainly don't want to think so. I mean, because Joe Biden can't even construct two sentences together without stumbling and trying to remember what he was going to say. Well, he did the other the day, though, Ted. He said that uh, he was going to take Trump out of the White House by using the military. Well, of course he is. That I mean, is very, know. very telling. Well, you know, the, the reality is this, but I mean, Biden is a he, he's a he's a sexual pervert. He's basically – I have no idea why they've given him a pass. I mean I watched his, his interview on The View the other day, and he couldn't even address the issues they were trying to bring up with him. And, and the sad part about all of this stuff is that mean this is – does that mean this is the best we have to offer? I don't know. Now, if Donald Trump has enough members who basically – in Congress and other people around the country who want to keep him in because maybe he wants to rebuild the third temple, I don't know. I mean his, his son-in-law is a Shabbat member. His daughter is a Shabbat member. They both – learn and are taught out of the Zohar and taught Kabbalah and the Kabbalah basically is a doomsday death cult that wants to bring in a new world order through a world war to bring in the Antichrist via the third temple you guys can do your own research on that I mean where in the world do his you know allegiances lie and then yet he has and he posts a tweet the other day talking about a cardinal telling us that the people that are doing all these things are part of the Masonic lodges I don't know if you saw that or not I mean, that no, was a big thing. No, I did thing. not see that. Well, no, it was, it was on, yeah, he actually, Trump posted that tweet. Wow. And I talked about it on our show on Friday. And I thought, this is crazy that Trump would do that and talk about this involvement of the of these groups and yet still and talk against the doggone Masonic lodges and then turn right back around and appoint these CFR members. So we have to ask ourselves a question. Who's really in charge? I mean, who's really giving us, giving, giving, who has so much power 
that they tell Trump he can't get rid of Fauci. And we know that Fauci's corrupt to the core, you know, with the Bill Gates Foundation and the pushing of vaccines and all these conflicts of interest, which if you and I tried to do something like that, we'd immediately be exposed and go to jail for basically collusion, I guess. But not these guys. It's like there's a separate set of laws being written for them. I mean, we know that when you basically use or mask, that you basically could suffocate, that you actually massively increase the, uh, the acidity of the blood, which means your pH goes down in your bloodstream that you can't carry near the oxygen, that you have elevated CO2 levels, you could actually pass out. I mean, we know it's unbelievably unhealthy to breathe recycled air. We know that. We know how dangerous it can be and how if a person has some type of COPD or respiratory condition, that they could actually pass out or die or have a heart attack from that. Just the other day, I had a friend of mine that I know, older guy, well, older guy's younger than me, he's 57, and he flew to California and he had to wear a mask all the way out there on a commercial plane, got off the plane, dropped dead with a heart attack. Just happened to me last week. His funeral was yesterday. Wow. And see, all of these and now, now whether that was attributable to the mask, I don't know, Dave. The point is this: we know that when you change the blood pH and you make it too acidic, okay, that you massively increase the risks of cancer and other degenerative diseases. You know, cancer cannot live in an alkaline environment. It has to be in an acidic environment because an acidic environment has low O2 levels, low oxygen levels. So we're going to have a massive increase in cancer. Now that we're being told that students going back to college campuses in the fall are going to have to wear masks, even though the World Health Organization says the masks are totally ineffective. I mean, so who is controlling all of this? Are they trying to cover up the image of God that we were created in his image? Or is it just another boot on our neck uh, of yeah, forced tyranny? It's, 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 you the, know? it's the symbol of compliance. That's right. That's exactly what it is. You know, let's, let's, and then what, and guess what? If you've got a group of people out there and they're all wearing masks, and so one guy walks up without a mask on, guess what they're going to do? They're going to single them out. Yesterday, I had to go to the courthouse in downtown Bartow for a few minutes, and I walked in there with my wife, and and uh, you know we basically um, were told that we had to wear masks. And so you know I wore the mask, and I walked in the back, and I saw that nobody there, none of the employees were wearing masks. I thought, okay, well, that's kind of silly. Why are we having to wear masks? So I took my mask off. And you know we we did what we had the we did the business we needed to do and we left and and as I'm walking out we're going out to, we're leaving now we're going out the door a sheriff walks over to me with a mask on he says why don't you have your mask on and I'm like because I'm leaving my daughter's parked right there you can see her 50 feet away through the glass he goes you cannot leave you cannot exit the building until you put your mask on I'm like okay so they'd given me the mask so I slipped it over my ear walked out real quick took her back off and I thought wow. Wow, so this is part of the police state, huh? Yeah, we know exactly. the masks elevate CO2. They decrease oxygen, increase the risk of cancer by doing that, by making the blood more acidic, by making the pH more acidic. You know, cancer cannot live in an alkalinized environment, in a heavily oxygenated environment. It's going to massively increase death rates in all these different areas, much higher than the COVID was going to be. And like I've told you guys, the COVID is real. That, that whole thing with the flu and this COVID, I believe it was genetically engineered. I also believe there's a possibility, one of the other theories that I read, that they were trying to develop a vaccine against that in Wuhan, and they injected a whole bunch of people in Wuhan from that laboratory with this as a giant experiment. Those and they were using live vaccine, and those people started shedding the vaccine and making it transmittable to humans, to humans, to humans, which caused that massive death rate in Wuhan, and then got into the doggone airplanes, which, by the way, were never shut down for the first two or three months of this stuff coming out of China, and they got spread around the world. But because it was genome specific. You know, to the Chinese, it quickly mutated.
Taylor would have got to the United States and lost, it, lost its ability just to kill people like it was doing in Wuhan. Now, the problem with all this are the people who died in Wuhan, the ones who caught the coronavirus from the people who were vaccinated, or the people who died in Wuhan, the ones who were vaccinated. But the Chinese won't give us any of that data. So we don't know what the heck happened over there. All we know is this, that our government was told to shut down and the international banking cartels that control the international banks all over the world knew that the petrodollar was in trouble. They knew that the reserve currency status of the United States dollar was in trouble. They knew that the Exchange Stability Fund was in trouble, and the Exchange Stability Fund took over the Treasury in 34, 35, 1934, 1935, basically controlling the Fed through the Treasury, the Treasury through the Fed, and they knew that they were using this money coming into the Exchange Stability Fund from the drugs in Afghanistan, the $1.5 trillion a year, to launder that money. Well, they don't want to lose their ability to do that. So they figured out they had to shut down and control the economic world engine by increasing the M1 and at the same time reducing the velocity of money. Let me explain to me what that means. There's a certain amount of money in circulation all the time, dollar bills. In 19, 2008, the total of dollars in circulation was less than a trillion. It's like $800 billion. That's all there was in circulation. And that money had been extended out through fractional reserve banking and derivative banking 40 to 1. And when they did derivatives, it was even higher. It could be hundreds to 1. So there was a massive shortage of liquidity on the markets based upon all the gambling and Ponzi schemes that these banks were involved in. So what ended up happening, I mean, they were giving some of these guys billion-dollar bonuses at some of these big houses, banking houses for the year. Billion-dollar bonuses because they were making so much money through fractional reserve banking. Well, what happened is you know, that chicken came home to roost back in about 2007, 2008, and we had a massive liquidity crisis. In other words, there wasn't enough cash to handle all of these debts. In other words, all of these credit cards came due at once. And so they had to massively increase the M1. Well, they, know, they knew they did that with the Weimar Republic back in the 20s that had hyperinflation. It always, it's what always happens. The only way you can stop it, the only way you can increase the money supply which is what they're doing. They're still putting they're putting another trillion dollars as we speak into the stock market right now. The only way you can increase the money supply without having hyperinflation, in other words, spending $100,000 for a loaf of bread kind of hyperinflation, the only way you can do that is you have to slow down the velocity of money. In other words, you have to reduce demand. You have to take the demand of products, of cars, of TVs, all the other stuff, and you got to bring it way, way, way down. The only way you can do that, you've got to shut down the world economy. The only way you can do that is have a basically a fake crisis like this, like the COVID, and say, hey, we're going to go ahead now and close down all of these manufacturing facilities all over the world. We're going to have all these people get fired and lose their jobs. And so we're going to massively, we're going to have 40 million, 50 million people get fired in the United States. Now we're going to massively slow down the demand for products and goods and services because nobody has any money to buy anything anymore, which is going to prevent the velocity of money from speeding up, which is going to prevent hyperinflation. That's exactly what they've done. Now they're saying, oh, by the way, we're going to have a COVID too, and we're going to close everything down again. And so it's all manipulation, Dave, and it's all being done by the central banks that control the planet via the issuance and the debt slave groups of money. And, and that's where we are right now. And all of these guys are communists. You know, Doc, you know Otto Kahn, in a candid interview back around 1923, he said basically that the international bankers control the earth by its axis, and they turn it any direction they want. They use capitalism as an accelerator and communism as a brake to control the outcome that they want. He said that. Now, Donald Kahn, just to give you a preface of who he is, 
the Biltmore Estates, the largest personal residence in the United States. This guy was so wealthy, he built a home slightly smaller than the Biltmore Estate. In fact, they turned it into a hotel after his death. He was that wealthy. And of course, again, he was another Rothschild International Banker cutout because the main central banks, the Rothschilds control all the other central banks. When they want to put somebody to a place of prominence, they basically give them unlimited amounts of money in order to allow whatever they're doing to have unlimited growth. You see that all of the time. You see it with I personally, my personal opinion. I personally believe that Bill Gates was a was a was a was a, was a banker cut out because we know his parents and his mother in particular was directly involved with the central banks and his father was like one of the top guys at the central bank up there in Seattle, the Federal Reserve Bank. And we know all these guys have ties. I mean, Jeffrey Bezos. If you listen to the guy speak, he seems awful weird to be able to be worth a hundred billion dollars or whatever his net worth is, or close to a trillion now. But again. His corporation, Amazon, has done great in the COVID because so would be so many mom and pop businesses have been closed. Uh, yet the, 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 the black population, I didn't even realize this, either with the COVID crisis, 41% of black companies apparently are failing, the mom and pop ones. And I don't even know what the percentage of white ones are. So now we have all these pesky little personal companies of whites and blacks and Hispanics that are being shut down. And we have these giant mega corporations controlling everything because it's easier for these international bankers who control these corporations as far as you know, corporate interlocking corporate directorships or stock purchases to basically do whatever they want to do when you get rid of the pesky engine that drives the world commerce. And that's where they are. And they've gone about now buying all this stuff up. It's exactly the same thing they did in Germany in the Weimar Republic. They bought up all the blue chip corporations and they, they invested heavily in the gold and silver when they started hyperinflating the mark. My mom told me she was there in 23. She was at that point, I think, eight or nine years old, that they used to go to the grocery store with a wheelbar full of money. And it was 40 billion marks to buy a loaf of bread. It got so bad the government was giving out money to the people that they were burning the dollars, the marks, in the doggone furnaces to heat the houses because it was cheaper than buying firewood. That's hyperinflation. But if you change the velocity of money, you don't have that. So what they do, they give us a thing like COVID that comes over here, which is very real. And whether they released it or not, I don't know, in order to precipitate all this, I have no idea. And then they, they don't tell you, I didn't hear one time Donald Trump get on national TV and say, take vitamin C, take D3, take potassium iodide, take zinc, build your immune system. This thing won't affect you. It'll be less of the common flu. They don't do that. Now we know that the death rates are about that of the regular flu rate, right? And so it doesn't make a difference. We're still going to be forced to wear masks, forced to elevate CO2 levels, forced to increase acidity of the body, forced to increase degenerative diseases, forced to increase heart, heart disease and basically strokes and heart attacks because of lack of O2. And now you can't even fly on most planes, you know, commercial aircraft without wearing masks the entire time. This is all part of this tyrannical group that wants to run the planet via the international banking cartels who are the Kabbalists, who are the followers of Sabatine Zevi, who in 1666 said he was the Antichrist, was he was the Messiah, and he said we had to make the earth as wicked as we possibly could to invert everything to resurrect their serpent god from the Kabbalah, this snake in a tree they call Einsof. I mean, they, you think this stuff sounds crazy? So do I. These guys believe there's a holy. The universe is a big tree. There's a big snake wrapped up in it. His name's Einsof, and they want to resurrect this thing, and and so it's just a mess. And so these are the guys that run the planet through the international banking houses and control the majority of the corporations of the world. And who controlled the CFR? Remember, the CFR was an offshoot from the League of Nations, which was a Rothschild entity that was put together after World War One that failed. But the CFR took its place, 
to bring in this one world global government. And now we have Donald Trump bringing in all these CFR members. I mean, we got to ask ourselves the question, who really is Donald Trump? I mean, he was bailed out in the 80s by the Rothschild banking cartels. And I want to believe the guy's trying to do what he's trying to do. They're just giving him a script that he's really upset about it. He don't want to do any of this stuff. But they've got dirt on him. He's being forced to do it. That's what I want to believe. I don't want to believe that they set us up because from the very beginning, they knew they could control him. Because I personally believe Hillary Clinton was supposed to win the last election day. And I really believe when Podesta emails were released through WikiLeaks, which Julian Assange paid the price for that, that what ended up happening is when they saw the soul cooking and all the other stuff that was going on and sacrificing a chick and a Moloch and all these crazy things and Hillary's emails that they knew that they had to figure out another way another strategy because it went viral in alternative media about this drinking blood stuff they were doing in these soul cooking parties and all of a sudden donald trump some people call him the accidental president pops out and now he's president now he's completely unprepared for his job and i really believe that he's more of an actor on a world stage that's been put in this position who's basically hopefully trying to do a few things he can but he's just, he's just not ready for this. He's, a, he's not ready for the subterfuge, for the deceit, the treachery, the, this, the evil that is rampant in global government. I mean, look at Jeffrey Epstein and Mossad. We do Jeffrey Epstein, we find out it was Mossad, and we find out that you know he's got thousands of people that he has that, that he's blackmailed with videotapes with young girls or drugs or sacrifice or whatever the heck that guy was involved with. We'll never know because they – quickly extracted him from the prison he was in. I don't believe for one second, by the way, that Jeffrey Epstein's dead. That's and they put, a, they put a body double in there because the guy had too many, he had too many, he had too many dead man switches. And, and plus Mossad doesn't kill Mossad. They don't do that. They're too loyal to one another because they know if they have to go kill another Mossad member, there could be the next one on the list being killed by another Mossad member. They don't do stuff like that. And so here we are in a situation now and nationalism is being poked at and being made fun of. And Donald Trump will be used as a caricature in this next election and from so forth and so on forever because he's promoting nationalism. And so if another candidate ever tries to run on a nationalistic fervor again like Trump did, they'll say, oh, no, 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 you can't do that again. Don't you remember Donald Trump? Don't you remember America burned? Don't you remember what he did? Don't you remember? What? And so what's going to happen is they're going to make nationalism a bad thing. So nobody will ever be able to run on let's make America great again. They're using him via the media as a caricature to destroy nationalism. And that's the primary goal of all of this right now. They're rendering him impotent in the doggone White House. He can't get rid of Fauci. He's got his own generals turning against him. He's got his own generals not listening to him. It's turned into an unbelievable mess, and here we are. We find ourselves probably with Hillary Clinton in the works somewhere, either as a vice presidential candidate with Biden – or, you know, Biden's going to give the nomination over to Hillary. I don't know what's going to happen here with this Democratic National Convention that's coming up and who's going to be the real candidate against Donald Trump. I would not be surprised if it's going to be Hillary versus Donald part two. I've been saying you know? that for three years, Ted. Yeah. I, yeah, I will yeah. tell you this. Biden is in no way, shape, or form ready to do no, a campaign. He's, he's and, and, Trump, and Trump, even though he's impotent right now, if he gets on a debate stage with Biden, no, it's, yeah. o it's over. It's oh, he'll be crucified. He'll, he'll, he'll be, so, and say the same thing. And, and, you know, it could be the very last minute. They could let Trump debate Biden in the last minute, have Biden step down. I mean, I don't know what the laws are and the rules are with all this, and put Hillary in his place. That way Hillary basically bypasses debating Trump, bypasses all of this, no, you know, all of these things where she shows up and has to fall down and collapse because her health is so bad. 
And, you know, and so they put her in the very last minute, last couple of weeks to say, OK, the debates are over with now. Biden's decided he can't win the presidency for the sake of the country. He's allowed Hillary to run in his place and he's going to be vice president to get her. But somebody else in his vice president who, who got that goes Nancy Pelosi, another, you know, completely and totally insane liberal who basically is seen all them has who appears to have seen all dementia i mean this is the this is the this is, i mean if you think about it dave the politics of the united states are absolutely horrific and, and we don't and we still don't know we know that one judge down here in south florida apparently won't release the transcripts of what was going on with jeffrey epstein because apparently they say he's involved with what happened with the jeffrey epstein stuff as far as the underage girls so all of these things are showing us just how corrupt our judiciary is how corrupt, or corrupt our Congress is, how corrupt our medical personnel are, how, how corrupt the CDC is, how corrupt the Bill Gates Foundation is, and how the international banking cartels are the ones that are pulling all of the strings with all of these guys by creating this virus pandemic globally. Because remember, Donald Trump didn't close down Germany. Donald Trump didn't close down Italy. Donald Trump didn't close down all these other major manufacturing centers in the world. He didn't do that. Some other group did that. And all we always remember, too, guys, if we've got these groups that are controlling these countries, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Because remember, Syria and Iran and North Korea are like three of the primary countries that are left in the world that don't have a Rothschild-controlled central bank. You know, and Donald Trump was laughing last week about how Syria is now having hyperinflation. He goes, we did that. We did that. We caused that in their country. I mean, why is he joking about that? Does he not realize all the people he's destroying and all the people he's killing? Or he just texts everybody out and tells everybody how stupid everybody is and what an idiot everybody is and how dumb they are, what a low life they are. I mean, that sounds like 12-year-old rhetoric on the playground, much less a 75-year-old man who's the president of the United States, the greatest country in the world, sending out tweets like he's like, he's like some kind of bully on a playground. None of this stuff makes any sense to me. Dave, and see that's what it's supposed to be. Because remember, out of order will come, out of chaos will come a new world order. That's been their mantra for a really long time, and they can't allow nationalism to exist. They have to create a caricature. They did, they did the same thing with Hitler. And don't get me wrong, I am not a fan of Hitler. Don't like Hitler. In case anybody's listening, I mean, when he left Germany and let the Hitler youth fight to death little ten and twelve year old children and lived his life out in palatial splendor in Argentina. You know, my response is heck with the guy. He's a weirdo nutback who destroyed Germany. You know, I have no like of him whatsoever. But again, the international banking cartel that controls the media, they have now made Hitler a caricature, and everybody knows the name, and everybody hates him, and nobody would ever say, we're going to run under the same philosophy of Adolf Hitler. They would never do that. Now they're doing the same thing to Trump. They're saying Donald Trump is a nationalist. He's a nut. He's a loon. He's crazy. I mean, he really believes that America should lead the world. The guy is nuts. Blah, 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 blah. You know, don't ever want to run under Donald Trump. And that's why we see these crazy cartoons of him everywhere. I mean, remember last year they came out with her two years ago. They had a cartoon of him being a dog. Remember that? A dog. Oh, I do. Being, yeah. being led by a leash by Benjamin Netanyahu with a choke chain on him. And I thought, what the heck? See, and this is what we're doing with Trump now. We're creating a caricature of him. And, and see, and the media is doing it on purpose. So, that, does it, so, like I said earlier, does that mean Trump's going to be reelected? Don't know. Either he's going to be reelected because he's willing to rebuild a third temple and bring out the Antichrist, okay, because that's what these guys believe in, or he's not going to be reelected. The next president's going to do the same thing and bring in a socialist, socialist utopia, which is a lie, and take everybody's stuff away. 
and I, I did a show Monday last week. Everybody needs to listen to it. And what it did, it, it talked in detail about socialism and communism and nationalism. And here's the thing. If everybody knows that they're going to make $100 a week, and you're not going to make any more than that, it doesn't matter if you work five hours a week or 100 hours a week, you're going to make $100. Pretty soon, everybody decides not to work, and everybody takes their $100 check because it doesn't matter how hard they work. They're only going to get $100. It completely eliminates free enterprise and the striving to obtain more for your life and to do better than your parents did. It gets rid of that. And so pretty soon you have a group of people that all they want to do is take that $100 we can live on it and not produce anything. And then if the country stops feeding itself and the country starts to have shortages everywhere, and you start to have rationing. This is exactly what's happened in every communist country that's ever been because you can't have a group of people getting the same amount of money regardless of the work ethic. Pretty soon they get tired of it. It's like telling everybody in a classroom. I was a college professor for years, Dave. You, are, you were too. And what happens is it's like taking a college professor and saying – to the students who come in, it doesn't make any difference what you do in this class. Everybody's getting a C, okay? And all of a sudden you go, well, I don't want a C. I wanted a A. Well, it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to get a C. It doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to get an F. You're not going to get a D. You're going to get a C. And by, by, by the third or fourth classroom experience, everybody realizes they're getting a C. Everybody quits going to class. Everybody quits working. Nobody wants to listen to it anymore. This is exactly what socialism is. Everybody gets the passing grade. Now, the passing grade may be sustenance only. In other words, just enough food so you don't starve to death. But since everybody else is living that way, everybody starts to live that way, and it creates this lack of a work ethic. Remember, it was the Protestant work ethic that built the United States of America, knowing that there is a God, knowing that if you served him and you did what he wanted you to do, that if you diligently served him, that he would reward you. It's what it says in the Bible. And so when you work hard – and you know that you're pleasing God through faith, God's going to reward you. Now, the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it guys, they took that to another level and said basically if you give me money, like I mentioned earlier in the show, that you'll be blessed, and they've, they've subverted that. They've twisted it. But the reality is God wants his people to be blessed, to prosper. He does. But the reality is he also wants you to work. He says in the Bible, if you don't work, you don't eat. The New Testament. So the Protestant work ethic, work ethic was taught that. Through the schools and through the, through the universities and through the churches until they all got infiltrated with 5013C corporations, the Frankfurt School, and they all came in to get rid of nationalism. And that's what we have now. We have a program that started back in the 20s at Gerth University with the Frankfurt School that moved to the United States to Columbia University in 33 and has spread its wicked vampire tentacles throughout all of education, including the middle schools and the elementary schools all over the United States. Of socialism and communism telling you that you can be a sponge today if you'd like or you can be a it tomorrow or you can be yeah. a she or he or 57 different varieties and people believe that crap and the problem with it is it's because they've been programmed to believe it Dave they've been programmed yeah. to believe it because of the TV sets because of the theta brainwave the beta theta the beta waves they've been, they've been programmed to believe it because they've been dumbed down with fluoride I mean fluoride is a massive IQ dropper well I, I mean agree. all of this stuff and Ted we're gonna run out of time if I don't say this I want to give people something they can believe in because face masks and all this other nonsense that's, that's nonsense. going on, it's, it is total nonsense. And I, I'm speaking uh, to uh, Dr. Ted Brewer, who has uh, helped me through three problems in the last six years. And Ted, what should we be doing to help our immune systems be strong enough to combat the COVID virus? Number one, you don't need to be wearing masks. Okay, that's number one. You know, when I walked into that 
courthouse yesterday, I said, they gave me that mask to wear. I, I made an announcement to everybody. I said, I mean, I said this loud enough for they hear me through the whole courthouse. I said, the World Health Organization, who, by the way, I don't endorse, but they did say masks don't work. And the one sheriff at the front who standing by the metal detector to me goes, we, we know that. We're just following the rules. Okay. They want you to be compliance slaves. Good, good little Nazis. He, yep. That's right. But, but here's what I want you to do, guys. Uh, we have a we have a Hagman and Healthy Immune System Protocol on our website. You can use vitamin C, four to six thousand milligrams a day. Make sure you have high quality vitamin C. We have that available. Uh, D3 K2. You need to take at least thirty thousand IU's of D3 a day. Make sure you have a mix. Uh, I'm sorry, a week. That's like one every other day because ours are ten thousand IU's with the, with the K2, and that the K2 helps prevent ca- arterial calcification from too much vitamin D. Get it, get it tested once a year to make sure your levels don't not go over 65. Uh, you also need to be taking zinc, 50 milligrams every single day, and potassium iodide, 12.5 milligrams a day. And then take your thing, get, get get some of our powdered multiple or our capsule multiple at the same time because it'll give you an overall, you know, healthy perspective as far as all the other nutrients you need. And I also recommend that you get some cod liver oil or omega-3 fats in your diet. That's really important, or avocado oil. you got to have all of that stuff in a balance to make sure that you have a high enough nutrient density to maintain health. Remember, your body wants to stay healthy, but it doesn't want to breathe and recycled CO2. It doesn't want to breathe recycled O2. It doesn't want to breathe stuff that's going to create an acid environment in your body. Do your best. If they force you to wear a mask or they won't, they won't let you go to school, they won't let you go into the courthouse, which is ludicrous, sometimes you're going to have to wear a mask as far as I'm concerned unless you just simply want to step out of society, period. I mean, The other day I went into the DMV to get a driver's license for my 17-year-old daughter. We were required to wear masks. Now, either we wore the mask or we didn't get the driver's license. It was just that simple. So what do you do? Drive around without a driver's license? I mean, did you end up getting arrested for that? You're not covered on insurance for that? It sets up a whole cascade of mess. So they're going to force us little by little by little. Now, what you have to do, too, though, remember, if they decide they're going to immunize you, that's different. That's a whole different – if you're going to fall on your sword for anything, fall on your sword for that and say, no, I will not. I will not allow them to inject fetal tissue, aluminum, adjuvuncts, mercury, or whatever the health ec- the health they want, including nanoparticles, for tracking into my Squ- bloodstream. Yeah, an- squalene. Yeah, squalene, squalene. I, the answer is no, I'm not going to do that. And see, I, we, I, in fact, I had a person that I knew who basically you know, decided to keep his church open. At the very beginning of the COVID thing, you know, when we weren't quite sure what this thing was, and uh, basically got himself arrested for it. And, yeah, I, and, I, I, and I, I remember that. My- I remember that, Rodney. Rodney Brown, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you know, um, and, and I said, yeah, I, I, yeah and I, I, don't get me wrong, you know, I respect him for wanting to do that. I got that. But we didn't know what the COVID was going to do. But my, my response to my show was this, you know, if you're going to fall on your sword, do it over a forced vaccination. That's a great point. piece it's, of advice. Ted, we're yeah. right up against the wall here, and I, we're out of time. we got about eight seconds to close out, but I look, I want to appreciate you. Healthmasters.com, common5 is the coupon code. And, Ted, thanks so much. Can't wait to have you back. Appreciate you, Dave. Thanks.